What is the use of being elected or re-elected unless you stand for something? Grover Cleveland History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and if you've been paying attention at all, and even if you've been trying not to, you know that at this point, a year and a half until the election, former President Donald Trump is leading the Republican race to face off against President Joe Biden in the 2024 presidential election. Now, ignoring for a moment any number of things that could keep him from winning the nomination, From a simple historical perspective, the possibility of a former president running for the office again after losing his bid for re-election is a rare occurrence in American politics. In fact, only six former presidents have made such a quixotic run in our entire history, with the most recent being Herbert Hoover in 1940. In today's episode, I want to look at those other instances especially the one and only time a former president running again ever recaptured the White House. The nation was less than 70 years old when Martin Van Buren attempted to avenge his loss to William Henry Harrison in the election of 1840. He would not have faced Harrison, who died just 31 days after taking office in 1841, making his the shortest presidency in U.S. history, and he was succeeded by John Tyler. And in the end, he didn't get to face Tyler either. Losing the 1844 Democratic nomination to James K. Polk. Van Buren didn't give up easily, however. He ran for president again in 1848 as the nominee of the Free Soil Party, though he clearly shouldn't have. He not only lost, he received exactly zero electoral votes. Millard Fillmore suffered even greater indignity than Martin Van Buren. Fillmore became president in 1850, following the death of Zachary Taylor, and he lost the nomination of the Whig Party to Winfield Scott in 1852. He tried again in 1856 as the nominee of the American Party, better known as the Know Nothing Party, and though he won eight electoral votes, he finished well behind John C. Fremont with 114 electoral votes and winner James Buchanan with 174 votes. Now, it can be easy to forget that before the ratification of the 22nd Amendment in 1951, the only thing limiting presidents to two terms was the tradition set by George Washington. This is how Ulysses S. Grant, after serving two full terms as president from 1869 to 1877, could make a third run in in 1880. He lost the Republican nomination to fellow former Union General James A. Garfield. Another two-term president who made a third run after having retired was Theodore Roosevelt. Having served as as a Republican while president, when he was denied the party's nomination in the 1912 election, he instead ran as the nominee of the Progressive Party, also known as the Bull Moose Party. Though Roosevelt was crushed by Woodrow Wilson in the general election, Wilson received 435 electoral votes to Roosevelt's 88, He did get some measure of revenge on the Republicans, receiving 80 more electoral votes than Republican nominee and incumbent 
William Howard Taft's eight electoral votes. Herbert Hoover served as president from 1929 to 1933, presiding over that little economic hiccup known as the Great Depression, and was defeated by Franklin Roosevelt in the election of 1932. In 1940, he tried once again to capture the Republican nomination for president, but lost to Wendell Wilkie at the Republican National Convention. Finally, we come to the man former President Trump hopes to emulate in 2024, Grover Cleveland, the only person in U.S. history to serve two non-consecutive terms as president. Cleveland was first elected president in 1884, then lost to Benjamin Harrison in 1888, and was elected again in 1892, making him both the 22nd and 24th president. Interestingly, Cleveland won the popular vote in all three of those elections, though he obviously lost the electoral vote to Harrison in 1888. No matter what happens in the 2024 election, one thing is certain. It will not be described in the same way that Grover Cleveland's biography, Alan Nevins, described the election of 1892. Nevins called that election, quote, the cleanest, quietest, and most creditable in the memory of the post-Civil War generation, end quote. If we could ever get back to an election like that, America really would be great again. Well, that's our episode for today. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.